Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another weekly recap of the Mavs Outsiders podcast. I'm one half of your host, as always, Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Mind Reese. Mind Reese on Instagram, Mind Reese Reviews on TikTok. Joined, as always, by my co-pilot, Mr. Michael Bibbins, a.k.a. Bibbs. Bibbs Corner on Twitter, at mbibbs on Instagram, and the Have You Seen Podcast, wherever you find your podcast content. I just realized, like, you at first you were so good at marketing the Bibbs Corner thing, and now, like, I have to say three different names, but everywhere <laughs> to find you. Like, at first it was at Bibbs Corner on Twitter and the Bibbs Corner podcast, where you find podcast content. Now I gotta say at M Bibbs on Instagram, Bibbs Corner on Twitter. Have you seen podcast? God damn. Just you at least make the Instagram Bibbs Corner too. You could just say bibbscorner.com. That that could also work. Ah. Everything is everything is linked to the website. Um, and I'm actually gonna start posting more on there. I'm gonna start posting uh like when I do the reviews, I'm gonna post like a, a a written thing too, so it'll have like a mini review. And if you want the full shit, you can listen to the podcast. Okay, all right, that's smart. <laughs> um, how you feeling? How, how was your week? How was how was your weekend so far? Weekend was fine. Um, got my movie in yesterday. I went to see uh, the Fablemans. I also saw Shotgun Wedding. You know, we talked about this off cam. Um, Week was trash, you know, work piling up. And uh my 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 partner in crime on the job is about to be out for at least two weeks. Why is that? Uh she's having surgery. Oh, that's tough. And uh <laughs> it's about to get real in the field. Uh it's about to get about to get real in the field. I mean you're gonna have to pick up a lot of yeah. The stuff that was already piling up really gonna pile up at this point. Um, it's getting to the point, you know, you, when you're putting out fires and nobody really realized that the fires was happening, they're going to start noticing the fires, I think. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. But uh, we'll survive. We'll survive. And uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be a fun next two weeks. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. okay. Um, so I noticed, <clears throat> I noticed I, I was, I was on the maps outside this page and, um, I got a notification that someone retweeted something or liked the tweet that you put out from the outside of page. And uh, it said, forgot to tell y'all, no uh, no pod tonight for story time Sunday. So I'm like, man, he got a story to tell? And then I'm like, wait a minute. This motherfucker just volunteered me. I was going to do it anyway. I was going to say, I, <laughs> I was going to be saying like, Watch him get on the podcast and be like, I don't want to tell that story. But, no, I'm going to tell the story. All right. Tell the story. Um, <laughs> this motherfucker volunteered me to tell my story because the story is the reason, is part of the reason that we did not record that night. So I guess I'll just get right into it. So um, it was the Thursday night game, correct? Yes. Yeah, Thursday night game. Uh, I had texted Bibbs and I said, hey, I'm probably not going to be able, not even probably, I'm not going to be able to stay up 
for the game tonight because I have to catch the bus to work in the morning. Usually I have to get up at five o'clock catching the bus. I got to get up like an hour, extra 30 minutes before. Why is Reese catching the bus? I thought Reese drove, right? Story time, y'all. So Wednesday, I uh, spent the day with my girlfriend. Um, we were at my place and I picked her up from my plate, from her place, brought her to my place. Got back to my place around 11 o'clock. I would say um, the car was outside all day from 11 to around 5.30 when I went to take her home. So we're leaving out. I'm going to take her home. I go around the corner of my house to where the car is parked. I'm the only car parked on the street. Like from the moment I came home to, to that moment when I left. Right. So I get in the car. You know, we both get in the car. I start the car. I'm trying to start the car. For anyone that drives, if you've experienced this before, I've experienced it before, so I knew what to do. When the car is stopped and it's in park and the wheel is turned, like, all the way to one side, the car won't start. You can't, you can't turn the key. You can't turn the ignition. So you have to move the wheel over some, loosen it up to start the car. But I'm like, wait a minute. I don't, I don't remember turning this wheel this way. I don't remember turning the wheel this way when I, when I got out of the car. I'm like, maybe I'm tripping, whatever. So I turn it, start the car, we're ready to go. Um, I'm letting the car warm up a bit because it's cold out. So as I'm pulling off, I'm like, something feels weird. Like, something don't feel right with the car. I'm like, maybe I'm tripping. And it's also raining outside. Oh, shit. So I'm driving and like the wheel feels like real loose. And I'm like, let me let me straighten it up. Maybe, you know, maybe it's slippery out here more than I think it is. And I turn the corner going up the street and I'm like, yo, something don't feel right. And I verbally said that out loud. She was like, yeah, something definitely don't feel right. My car, my wheel is turned to the right, and now I'm going straight. As I get to the light, I try to straighten the wheel up, and I end up, like, in both lanes. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I get through the light, and I pull over immediately. Get out the car, I circle the car, and I don't see anything. It's dark outside. I don't really see anything. So I circle back and I see that the bumper on the left side is fucked up. And after further investigation, my wheel is fucked up. The tire, the wheel is fucked up. It's pushed in. Like it's touching the car. Were you parked on the street? Yeah. Okay. It's touching the car. So I'm like, okay. Someone hit my shit. Uh, did not leave a note, nothing. So I'm pissed off and I tell her, let's, let's go back into the house. I got to call you a Uber or something to, to get you home. So I bust a U-turn driving. I was going to park the car where I 
pulled off from where it was hit. But I get through the light and the car started drifting. I said, nope, shh, pull over. <laughs> right here. Parking across the street from the house. Um, yeah, I was I was so pissed off, man. I mean, that's dangerous. Like it's very dangerous. You could very be in a bad dangerous. situation if you left like during busy traffic or something. I'm just it I'm just pissed that somebody hit the fucking car. It's just it's still pissing me off. Was there any evidence on the scene? No. Okay. Not a lick. What's the statute of limitations on on, on uh on a hit and run? I have no idea. What about insurance fraud? <laughs> what? Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> I have a reason for asking this question. She's about to tell me Optimus Bibbs hit my car or some shit. <laughs> That would be some shit. Sorry, Reese. He's a good guy. He'll get over it. <laughs> oh man. Um, let me see. Insurance. This is incriminating, ain't it? Let me go ahead and cognito real quick. That is incriminating. I've been listening to the podcast all the time. In his search history, he Googled <laughs> how to bury 150-pound woman without getting caught in Florida. Just like, what the fuck? How do you get that information? That's very specific, sir. Uh, let's see. Three years. All right, so I can tell this story. <clears throat> he said there was nothing on the scene, no, no pieces of bumper, nothing like that, no, no piece of light. It was. It was. Oh, and it was raining too, so it might. Anything, anything that was left on the scene was mine. You sure? Yeah, I could tell. Okay. Damn, that's a clean getaway there. Shout out to homie. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> hey man, y'all, y'all see what's going on here? <laughs> hey, you said your insurance was covered. That's the only reason I could joke. I got a story to tell. Back in college, this was many moons ago, so well past the statute of limitations. Probably shouldn't tell this story on a recording, but fuck it, we hear. Back in college, there's a parking garage. There's parking garages all across campus, University of South Carolina. I've seen people do stuff like this before. So I watched a girl back her car into a large pillar, fuck the whole car up. Thought it was funny at the time, but then one day it was my turn. It's coming out the parking garage. They got these big ass concrete pillars all over the place. I took one turn too tight. All across the back door. Damn. I hopped out. Big ass dent in the side door. Like all the whole shit was scraped. It was 99% on the door. It got a little bit past the door, but shit was scraped to hell. So I'm standing there in the parking garage. It was almost empty, too. That was the sad part. Like, there was almost nobody in there. Damn, how you... Okay. I knew the parking garage had cameras. But I also knew that there was none in this particular spot. So I went back. At first, I examined the pillar. Pillar didn't really show no signs of wear and tear. I went to the camera down below. 
saw the angle, made some calculations. All right, that camera don't see what happened. Don't see this area. Went to the camera above, checked the angles. All right, that one can't see what was going on either. Pulled up to the front. Hey, somebody must have hit my car when I was parked. They did a whole investigation. Came back. A couple days later, I was like, was that stupid of me to, to say that? Dude came back. Yeah, we checked the cameras. Unfortunately, we weren't able to find the person that did this to your car, sir. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Shucks. Shucks. Even with the even with the cameras, y'all couldn't find the person? What's the point of the cameras if you can't find the person? Oh, oh, Lord Jesus. What is I'm going to do? Told the insurance company. Insurance company did their investigation. Everything was straight. I got the rental car because I had the rental coverage. That's that's a major key alert. Have the get the rental coverage. It's usually like five dollars, depending on who your insurance carrier is, on top of your whatever your insurance payment is. They cover they hooked me up with the rental, <clears throat> took it to the body shop, body shop replaced the door. No, no, no discomfort, no fees, and nothing like that. I was good. I was out of there. Clean getaway. I'll get back to that. Um <laughs> So yeah, uh, car got towed Thursday night. The tow company came like eleven o'clock to take it to. Now the car also is not in my name. Got the car from my uncle, who's like not my blood uncle. Oh, okay. He's like, never mind. He's my uncle, so <laughs> I don't feel like explaining the whole bunch of yeah. About to say we get it. So, call him, let him know, because, you know, he takes care of the insurance part and all that. We communicate. And, uh, yeah. So, um, he knows a mechanic. This is where he usually takes his cars. Um, the owner of the shop is not there, and no one he can send no one there to open the shop, which means I have to ride with the tow truck to the shop so the tow driver can give me the key back. How far was the shop? Like 15 minutes, maybe. Ride with him so I can get the key back because he can't leave the key with anybody. Then I had to catch a, a lift back home. So there's that. Um, Caught the bus Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I will be catching the bus tomorrow and Tuesday. Why don't you have a rental, Reese? Here's why. Because no one can come out and look at the car until Tuesday. The insurance is paying 80% of the rental coverage. You do the math, we pay the rest, 20%. Gotcha. Up until it hits $500. When it hits $500, we have to pay it fully. Okay. So my uncle was saying it's best to wait. 
until Tuesday when they can look at the car to then get the rental to see how long it's going to take to fix. Because if I have it already, we'd probably already be hitting five hundred dollars, and then we don't know. Well, probably not already. What kind of rental you getting? Goddamn! I'm gonna have to get the cheapest thing. If, about to say, bro, getting the Lambo out here, like. Come on now. <laughs> get the cheapest thing, regardless. But it's like, it's just this bus shit, man. I ain't caught the bus. And... <laughs> Six years. Things have changed. Six, seven, no, things haven't changed. <laughs> things have not changed at all. Friday morning, I got on, no, Thursday morning, I got on the fucking bus. Put my money on, I'm already in a bad mood because I don't want to be on this bitch. Put my money on the thing, sit down. Lady, get on that to me. Anybody on here got a dollar so I can get on the bus? Lady in the back, come on, lady, I'm trying to get to work. I'm like, man, this is. Uh... <sighs> the bus coming back home is an extra long ass ride for no reason. Almost an hour. It's crowded as fuck. I just, I'm over this, man. I'm over it. I'm over it. That's tough. And I don't want to pay twenty something dollars, maybe thirty, to catch a fucking lift to work and home. That's fifty dollars a day. Yeah. <sighs> So, to the person who hit my motherfucking car, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> That's but, wait, ain't no cameras on the street? No CCTV? Not, I don't know what type of not, it wouldn't capture it there, I don't think. Gotcha. First of all, I called, I put in the damn police report. Them motherfuckers ain't even come out. They called me back and gave me, like, report numbers and all this and the badge number. Like, man, what the... F- <laughs> Say we got real shit to investigate, bro. Here go your little real case number. Like that damn scene off of uh, off of Barbarian. Like, look, you wasting our time. Like, <laughs> we got real shit to take care. Of. Um, shout out to Barbarian. Uh, oh, while we before we get into this basketball shit, I forgot this is a basketball podcast. Um, <clears throat> me at golf, man. I'm pissed about me at golf. Come on now, you knew she wasn't getting a nomination. They 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 playing with my girl and I don't appreciate it. Like you knew she wasn't getting a nomination. She could at least got a writing nomination for a horror movie. The writing was good. The writing was good. It it's- was. They don't respect horror movies. Horror movies don't get no love. Horror movies are movies too. Damn it! It's the best genre out. Like what are y'all doing? I disagree. But- it, it's the most financially profitable genre as far as budget versus money you get back. Oh, okay. <laughs> Budget is low. I was about to say financially. I mean, I know superhero ain't really a genre; it's a subgenre. But but they spending buku bucks to make them movies, so they got they making them back movies. though. But yeah. you're right, horror movies, horror low movies, budget, yeah, dollar for dollar, profitable. The storytelling always can be very very different. You're entertaining. You're you're enraptured the entire movie. Ain't no long soliloquies and shit in the middle of the horror movies usually, but. I don't know. Mia Goth, she did a thing and I, I don't appreciate her not getting any recognition. Uh, she has a new movie either out or coming out. It's out. It's out. I, I wanted to see it, but it didn't work out for me this weekend. I'll probably see it next weekend. One of the guys I follow, it's kind of funny because I subscribed to this dude's YouTube years ago. Uh, was a fan of his. He, he's into cinema, movie reviewer. 
and somehow, don't fucking remember how, we became friends on Facebook. That was cool. And he, uh, he saw it. So uh, I didn't listen to a review of his, but from the short stuff he said on, he just said, I just witnessed real cinema. Like, and he, he'd be exaggerating sometimes, but <laughs> he mean what the fuck he said. So, okay. yeah. Uh, back to that, to, to your situation. That sounds like when I've heard people like hide a car somewhere and say it was stolen. <laughs> Just to get me insurance money. I mean, I've heard of people burning houses down, cars down. I heard all that shit. That's the house is a bit much. Yeah. They, they they got away with the car and then they did the house. I was like, y'all not catching on? Like this this bitch ain't yeah, like, with fire all the time. Like she's not hanging out with the fire starter, but she got away with both. I was like, all right. <clears throat> well, I had a uh, I had a pretty bad week, um, to say the least. So hopefully this week is better, uh, not only for me but for the Dallas Mavericks as well. So I guess we should uh guess we should get get into a little bit of this. Um Dallas Mavericks went one and two this week. We did a recap for the Wizards game, right? Yeah. <clears throat> we did a re- recap for the Wizards game. Did not do one for the Suns game, which we won. Did not do one for the Jazz game last night. Let me tell y'all why we didn't do one for the Jazz game last night. It's I could just lie to y'all and be like, oh, we didn't do one last night because we were just going to recap it on here. No, nah, we planned on doing one last night. But um, I forgot to mention that I was going out last night. For my wrestling fans who listen to this, and I know there are some of you, Rolo, Shaco, um, Jose, uh, pretty sure there's some others. Um, there's a spot in Baltimore called Jimmy's Famous Seafood. And the owner, owners, whatever, uh, the people run, excuse me, people run the place are wrestling fans, big wrestling fans. So for every quote-unquote pay-per-view, because they're not called pay-per-views anymore, but uh, for every quote-unquote pay-per-view every month, they hold a watch party event. Um, Jimmy's has a bar. You can watch it in the bar. You can watch it in another bar room where it's silent. I don't know why anybody would want to fucking do that. And there's another room upstairs with like a bunch of tables, like five, six big screen TVs. Um, You can watch it there. This was my first time going. I took two of my brothers. One of our friends from high school ironically ended up being there. We had no idea he was going. Um, Got to connect with some wrestling fans. Enjoy watching the Royal Rumble around people who love the same thing that you do. Enjoy it. Talk about it. Talk about experiences. I talked to older people who uh, were wrestling fans. One guy was an older guy, such a huge fan of Ric Flair. He said whenever Ric Flair dies, he's riding down to North Carolina (laughs) for for the funeral or whatever. Uh, Yeah, man. It was fun. Uh, I'm probably going to make this a monthly thing. Uh, or at least like every once in a while, try to go more often. Um, yeah, man, it was an amazing time. I did not get home till like twelve thirty, almost one o'clock. Uh, I was tired as fuck. 
I was like in the restaurant yawning, but I wasn't going to fall asleep around a bunch of strangers. Um, do with that as you will. I know motherfuckers want to take it. Never mind. Uh, yeah, man, it was fun. That's why I didn't make it last night. But according to Bibbs, I ain't missing. What I did do earlier while I was eating some fried hot dogs, I watched the condensed version of the game. Uh, if you have the NBA app, you can go back and watch every possession of the game. It's like 30, 34 minutes. Um, about 13, 14 minutes, and I cut that shit off. Um, and I did not finish. Uh, but before we even get to that, let's 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 talk about Let's talk about the Suns game, which I saw some of, then fell asleep on the rest. But I did see, huh? So you missed the good part. Yeah, the end, yeah, I missed. But I woke up to see that we won, which was a pleasant surprise, considering I did see that Luca left the game very, very early. Uh, I think he rolled his ankle, correct? Sprained it or rolled it? He both. Okay. Uh, he rolled it and they called it a sprain. Okay. Uh, he only played three minutes. Boom, he was gone. Okay, at this point, the Suns probably smell blood in the water. People are probably like, oh, this game is over now. I was one of those people. Um, you don't really expect... You'll expect a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie to step up in the absence of Luka because... The ball is not in Lucas' hands that much. Spencer Dinwiddie gets to do more. He's really the only other guy who can do something with the fucking ball. So, what does Spencer Dinwiddie do? Played 40 minutes, shot 10 of 18, 5 of 6 from 3, 36.6 rebounds, 9 assists. The White Powell stepped up. What did the White Powell do? 36 minutes, 6 of 9 from the field, 15 points, 4 rebounds. Tim Hardaway Jr. was there. He played 40 minutes. <laughs> Four of 11 from the field, two of six from three, nine rebounds. He was crashing the glass and 11 points. Dorian Finney-Smith, he stepped up. Seven of 16 from the field, three of 10 from three. Not great, but he still stepped up. 12 rebounds and 18 points. I believe this was his only double-double of the season. Uh, something like that. And I remember I told you he had nine rebounds and that, that would match his season high, like right after. Yeah. So that has to be, yeah, because we know damn well he didn't get 10 assists or some shit. So <clears throat> Reggie Bullock played 31 minutes. Three and nine from the field, two of eight from three, five rebounds, and 10 points. Um, When I woke up and I looked at the box score, I expected to see some more Jaden Hardy minutes considering we lost Luca, either Jaden Hardy or Frank. Um, Jayton played five minutes, didn't really do much. Frank played eight minutes, didn't really do much. Um, Josh Green was out there, three for eight, one to two from three, four rebounds, three assists, and nine points. Um, I, I wish I was able to stay up for this. I would have loved to see the Mavs, uh, not Cruz, that's, that's the wrong word to use, but come away with this victory over the Phoenix Suns. It made it that much better that it was Phoenix because – Obviously, it's Phoenix, and we did it without Luca. Yeah, but um, yeah, this 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 was nice. Obviously, the team 
and I'll get to I'll see your thoughts on this game after I say this, but we've seen it before, whether it be last season or this season when Luca isn't playing. The play style of the team is completely different when Luca doesn't play. Everyone seems to touch the ball more. But in contrast, it's not that way when Luca is on the bench when he plays. And I, I don't get why we can't have that continuity. I forget. I want to say there's an analogy for this. I can't think of what it is. But essentially, well, when Luca's on the court, if he swings the ball around and nobody does shit, he's just going to do it at that point. Like now we, we do have possessions where Spencer brings it up the court or Josh brings it up the court and initiates the offense. And then the ball eventually finds Luca after nobody has been able to penetrate or whatever. And Luca penetrates and makes shit happen. So that's why he ends up finishing a lot of these plays. What happens when Luca's not there more often is the ball does move around because there's not a lot of people that can finish the play. And then we end up with five seconds on the shot clock and somebody has to make something happen at the last second. Fortunately, in these last two games, that worked out a lot more times than it didn't or enough times, I should say, to where we were able to get the win in the Suns game. They were asked in themselves, by the way, without Booker. They kind of had a similar situation going on, actually, when you think about it. Um, <clears throat> and, and Aiton was soft as baby shit, uh, so that should have been their advantage, but the boy couldn't make a layup over a point guard. So um, too much finesse, not enough power from him. Anyway. But um, when Luca is around, it's easier for everybody else to just Luca got us, basically. Even when he's on the bench, sometimes people will revert to Luca got us, and <clears throat> like they're still comfortable in their their fact that Luca can save shit eventually. Uh, Spencer is the only person that has not had that luxury. Because usually when Luca's not on the floor, he becomes Luca right. in those scenarios for everybody. Like he just plays the Luca role. And that's what happened in these two games. He pretty much was the Luca role where when nobody else could do shit, it ended up in his hands. Although some of that is his fault because he can't see motherfuckers when they wide the fuck open in the paint or make certain passes. And so then he ends up having to make shit happen on his own. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, he did a great job impersonating Luca these these past two games. Although other than the seeing all the opportunities in front of him for passing, uh, scoring wise, he was able to to get it done. I think I get what you're saying when you're saying um, they still have the mindset of Luca Dottis when he's on the bench. I think it's like a hey, let's just survive until Luca comes back in. Let's just do what we can until Luca comes back in and. I just think that's the bad mentality to have because the team could be so much better if they played differently when Luke is off the court as opposed to on the court. But you would need a great head coach for that. So, uh, obviously, that's dead. Um, any more thoughts on this game before we move on to the next one? Yeah, uh, it was dope to beat the Suns. 
Uh, I thought, uh, did you see? No, you what? Did you see the McCall Bridges finger gun moment? No. He that like later in the game, right? Yeah, he got like his. It was either second quarter or third quarter. I, I saw a clip where he made it. I don't know what the score was. Made a three. Yeah. At that point, he had five points, and I want to say they were losing still, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe they were up, but it was like a very close game. But he got he had made his fifth point, got his fifth point in front of the bench, turned around and tried to do the finger gun to shoot Theo on the head. Uh, but Jared Dudley stood up, so Jared Dudley caught a stray. Um, you know, finger bullets don't have names on them, but it's uh, it's embarrassing, man. They they're they should be embarrassed. How do you go from in the finals, one seed? Get clapped. Now you barely in the play-in, and you still being a gigantic bitch to a team without their best player. And then you lost. Have some shame. That's all I'm saying. Celebrating a three when it's your fifth point and you're down in the game is shameful. Do better. Thank you, Joyce Wool. Anyway, <laughs> we did not do a recap last night either. Dallas Mavericks fell to the Utah Jazz. Hold up, I have to score. Give me a second. I got back out of this box score with the Phoenix Suns. 108 to 100. I'm going to run down the box score real quick before I kick it to dibs. Only probably two really noteworthy things to mention in this fucking box score, to be honest. But Spencer Dinwiddie, 11 of 23, 42 minutes, 6 of 11 from three, four rebounds, eight assists, 35 points. Reggie Bullock off the bench, 33 minutes, 7 of 10 from the field, 5 of 8 from three, five rebounds, 19 points. Josh Green started, 38 minutes, 4 of 12 from the field, 1 of 6 from three, three rebounds, five assists, 11 points. Tim Hardaway Jr. was there again. 4-12, 4 of 12 from the field, 31 points. I'm at 31 minutes. 4 of 12 from the field. 1 of 7 from 3, 10 points. Dorian Finney-Smith, 41 minutes, 9 rebounds, 11 points. How was this game for you? <clears throat> it was rough. Um, several times where it looked like we were going to get bodied. Um Laurie Marketing, aka the finisher, aka the king of the north, aka Lorheem. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> aka better be in the three point contest at least for the all and better be an all star. I'm about to say he's an all star. Um, I was about to bring up the joke about the dunk contest. He did try to catch a body on Dwight Powell. He has a run of catching bodies on, on European bigs, but since we don't have one, he settled for the Canadian. Um, unsuccessful attempt, but it was close. Uh, the game was in the building. I think uh, Travis Scott was in the building. Like it was a whole bunch of celebrities in the building. A lot of people said they must be at Sundance, which I guess is happening. Why would the game and Travis Scott be at Sundance? Hey, look, ain't that the film festival? I, I maybe they do more than film, but yeah, it's not. I could have sworn maybe it's more than film. I also thought that was during the summer, but 
there's so many weird things. Like when I think sudden and dancing, I don't think about Utah. So I it just when I think about anything except racism. I don't think about Utah. Let's keep moving. Um, <clears throat> oh, and guys that like never mind. All right. Oh, did you? All right, I gotta talk about this. I'm sorry to divert away from basketball again. Please do. The Utah Jazz halftime show for this game was crazy. They had like 50 to 60 grandmas on the court. They started listing off the statistics. It was like, you know, they got a total of 80 kids or 100 kids or something. No, it was like 150 kids. 1500 grandkids, 500 great grandkids, and I was like, Do they have condoms in Utah? Like, <laughs> what, what is happening? Wait a minute, 1500 what was the point of this, huh? What was the point of this? They were dancing, it was like the somebody's golden girls or something like that. They was getting it in, they was on a dance court, like some 80 for Brady. shit. Pretty much, they was out there moving slow as a mug with fast music playing. It was crazy. Then the eighty-nine-year-old woman came out, and they were like eighty-nine years young, and she started doing her little dance or whatever. And then all of a sudden, she she like stopped, and I could see she was building up to something. And I was like, she about to try to do a front flip. Like, what is happening on a hardwood floor? What are, what are they doing? She slowly got down into a split. And they struggled <laughs> to get back up. <laughs> and the camera angles was making it worse. They got behind her when she was trying to get back up. I was like, somebody please help Granny. Like she had to get down on all fours to get back up. Then the mascot came over to try to help her up at the last second. And then he started dancing with her. And I was like, clearly her hips are in distress, bro. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you trying to make this woman dance? And then he had to like pick her up and carry her off the floor. I was like, hey, yo, like, come on, like, what we do it. Also, please use contraceptives in Utah, because ain't no reason <laughs> 50 women to have 1,500 grandkids. That's a lot. 1,500 is fucking crazy. That's too many cookies. Too many cookies to bake. Too many, too many recitals to show up to. 1500 is a lot. Too many youth football games. Like, like how many kids they got each for their kids to hack? Oh my god. It was cra- it it was insane. The number of like the the math was going crazy in my head. I couldn't I couldn't focus after they said these numbers. I was appalled. But uh anyway, back to the game. Um Malik Beasley went stupid for a stretch. How many how many threes did he end up? He did cash he cashed my parlay with the threes. Malik Beasley hit five three pointers. Yeah. So he went crazy with the threes. Uh, every time it felt like we were going on a run, they had an answer. Um, Sexton had some good stretches, 12 and two. Vanderbilt and Bertans almost got into a dust up. Um, Bertans always trying to fight people. I don't, I don't know what's going on with them. Big ass head. All they got to do is do one smooth hit button. It's over with. <laughs> Um, I enjoyed Josh, the job Josh did on Jordan Clarkson. I feel like that was a big piece that I didn't see anybody talking about that gave us a chance to be in his game. I uh, had that boy struggling, fighting for his life. 
Um, anytime he got switched on the marketing or, or somebody in the post, he held his ground, which again is another thing I've been watching. If y'all been paying attention is him dealing with force. Uh, been pretty successful overall. Um, Walker Kessler, 14 points, 11 boards, five blocks. Should have had six blocks, but they call one of them a foul. Uh, he did his thing. It was a game where every single time I wanted to say it's over, we we did something that gave me hope, and then they answered like right behind it. So it was just a, a rough stretch down down the stretch. We did eventually take the L. Uh, two points, three boards from from Dwight Powell's the lone big. Javal McGee could not see the floor. We still have Frank. He finished with six points. Um, it would be nice to have a another point guard. When Spencer Dinwiddie came off the court, we did not look like a basketball team. You mentioned he played 41 minutes. After the game, he looked exhausted. Like They showed him on the bench, like, played 41 minutes tonight, the most he, or I think it was the third most maybe he's played this season. And, like, he looks, he's just staring off into space, and he looks like he almost wants to cry because of how hard he had worked to catch this L. And then he like started wiping his face. And I was like, dog, Spencer looked traumatized. He looked like he just got out of the foxhole and after a bombardment and all his homies are going like, this is, this is bad. Like he shouldn't have to deal, go through this because Luca hurt. We should have another person that can run the offense, but because we don't Spencer was like sat down and had to get right back up. Where was McKinley right? He was there. He got in garbage time the last 30 seconds. I'm not sure why. Felt like these two games would have been a perfect opportunity to see if there's something there. Because we he doesn't have to be on the court with Spencer. He doesn't have to be on the court with Lucas. I, I don't I don't understand. That's the perfect scenario to play him in. It seems like Luca went down and we didn't play anyone else to replace those minutes. We just ramped our guys up 10 extra minutes. The guys that have already earned it just played more. It's just stupid. Like, we got those guys on the bench for a reason. They're waiting. I, usually you say, oh, your opportunity will come when someone else goes down. Right. Like, instead of getting McKinley Wright 10 minutes, we just pumped Spencer Dinwiddie up five and gave Frank another five. We literally have, like, let me check, what, four guards? That just sit on the bench that get no minutes. AJ Lawson, Jaden Hardy, McKinley Wright, and Frank Nilakina. I'm not counting Bill Pinson, but if I did five guards. Yeah. We we're down not only a guard, but our best player, a guy who gets between 36 and 40 minutes a night. And you can't find minutes. You found 12 minutes with Frank. My my point is, my thing is, <clears throat> if they can't play in these situations, then what, what why are they there? Why are they there? Because we need to fill the spots on the roster. Go get somebody that you think can actually play some minutes if needed. Otherwise, we're wasting our our time. Y'all could have had them boys down in Frisco playing if they're not getting no PT. It's frustrating. That's the whole point of the G League. So you don't have young dudes wasting away on your bench. They can go get actual playing time. If you're not going to play them in a scenario where you lose your point guard... And you got a point guard on the bench that's there with you 
that you gave a two-way contract to try to develop and see if he can become a player in the next couple of years. And now you get an opportunity to give him a couple of minutes and you don't do it. Like, what, do we, what is the point? Why would another two-way person sign here? Like, the only guys we're going to end up keep get, being able to get on two-ways are guys that are desperate, that don't have other options, because we have a terrible track record with these two-way guys. Terrible track record. Have we converted any two-way guy? No. I don't think so. No. Never. Never has occurred. Wow. We got to help our reputation with free agents. Luca got to recruit. Luca recruiting can only do so much if nobody trusts our, our front office to do right by people. I told y'all what Ja'Cory McLaughlin's dad said. And, and what uh, apparently, what's his name? Eugene O'Marrury felt some type of way about how that situation was handled. A guy who I think is doing decently well right now. He's a solid guy that you could plug in when needed, and he's going to do his job. I mean, he was doing well when he was here. He just got hurt, but right. they didn't even bother to whatever. The way the things, like, I get, I understood why they cut him, but apparently it wasn't communicated well. Right. It wasn't handled well on the communication tip. It was very you don't really matter So job less. I don't, I don't have much else to say. Uh, we played a Pistons so I'm not sure if Luca would be back for that game or what the scenario would be, but it, you would think that would be the type of game where you get your young guys in or find up some, some t- opportunities to play them. But I, my expectations are that we will not. Pistons are ass, but I'm not expecting. No, I'm not expecting a good coaching choice. From our head coach. It's the situation we're in. That's just what we deal with. Uh. I think did I predict one and two? Why do I feel like you just said two and one? Maybe you did say one and two. Maybe I did. I don't know. I think the week before that I said one and two. I think I said two and one this week. I don't remember. I don't remember. But um, I think I was lower than you. That's all I know. I might have said one and three. Another frustrating week, man. Less frustrating. Because obviously we lost our best player. So not even frustrating as far as wins, losses go. Well, the Wizards game, that's frustrating. But the Jazz game, and I didn't watch it, but just by looking at it, it was frustrating as far as coaching choice, like coaching decisions made. Um, And you were talking about Spencer, and it's something I wanted to mention I was listening to Mavs Moneyball. I can't remember which um, episode it was, but they mentioned Spencer and how he has the ball in his hands and he tries to take dudes off of ISO. And his, his ISO move is the same every time, just boom, legs open, twing, 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 twing. And I'm just like, bro, like that shit never works, bro. Like you do twing, 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 hesitation, twing, 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 drive. Or just twing, 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 drive. Then you reset it. It's just a matter of timing it for the defender. It's like, bro, get a bag. (laughs) Like, like you're good. And on top of that, when you get to the rim, most of the times you don't finish. 
And he's not a terrible finisher. He just hunts for the foul too much. I, I just, it's, it's so frustrating. I don't need him to be Luca. You're not Luca. Be a, be a point guard. Be Spencer Dinwiddie. That's contradictory. Be a point guard and be Spencer Dinwiddie. Now, actually, don't be Spencer Dinwiddie because this is who Spencer Dinwiddie is. Be a point guard. Um, another thing you mentioned. You mentioned the All-Star game. You mentioned Lori Marketing. Um, the all-star starters were released this week. Obviously, Luka is one of them. Not even going to get into that. We knew Luka was going to be one of them. Uh, the other backcourt back court players starting with Luka is Steph Curry. The front court is LeBron, Zion, and Jokic. In the East, you got Donovan Mitchell, Kyrie, KD, Jason Tatum, and Giannis. Uh, I have my thoughts on starters. I have a person I felt should not have started in the West. Two people, actually, that should not have started in the, well, nah, two people that I felt should not have started in the West. But what are your thoughts? Do you do you have anything like that? Is Steph one of them? Zion? Yes. Yeah, Steph and Zion. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I pretty much agree. Um I assume that means you you wanted Ja over Steph or Shy or Shay Shy. Shay, I wanted Shay. It's Shy actually because uh, I saw he posted a tweet the other day that uh, it was like the video of like some kids like some kids sitting around a table. It's like a meme, but they were like, "Is it Shay or Shy?" And he responded and said, "It's Shy." So okay, took him long enough, but. Um... <laughs> Shy then, either shy or Ja. I wasn't even thinking about Ja to be honest, which is kind of crazy. But um, shy for sure. Like, and Steph Curry has missed time. Yeah, he hasn't missed as much time as Zion, I don't think. But he's missed time. Like, yeah. I try not to get worked up about the starters, um, because I have accepted that it's a popularity contest. Yeah. I expect that Shy and Ja will both get voted or get picked by the coaches or whatever. Yeah, they will. Um, they will. Zion, I think it's interesting that Zion is potentially going to be the only Pelicans representative, considering how much time he's missed. I feel like CJ probably should be the Pelicans representative. He's the only one that's been there holding it down this entire time. I don't um, know if I would vote CJ in at all. But it, that's what I'm saying. But it's then it's like there's way too many guards. In yeah. the East to where, or in the West, to where it's hard to get CJ in there, so Zion kind of steals the Andrew the Wiggins spot. Basically, is what happened. Um, over Zion, uh, I said it. I said Sabonis deserves to be a starter. Okay. In the All Star game, I still feel that way. <clears throat> um, that's the only guy I feel like I would take Zion out for. I feel like he deserves it. He's been there. He's got the numbers. I don't think anybody can argue it. Um, but I'm happy for Zion, too. It's cool. Um, obviously, LeBron was going to start. Like you said, it's a popularity contest. Um, Despite his team being 11th. Because winning matters, right? Yeah. Um, 
in the East, I feel like the East is solid. I mean, obviously, people are going to say, oh, Joel should start over this guy, that guy. But, like, there were four guys for the front court. Someone was going to get left out, and people were going to be upset regardless of who it was. So uh, there's that. Um, I heard Shaq mention. Actually, I want to talk about this. I heard Shaq mention uh, that there should always be a center. And I agree to an extent. I agree. I think you should do two guards, two forwards, and a center. Doesn't have to be small forward, power forward, just two guards, two forwards, and a center. Um, obviously, they started doing front court, back court, because there was a time where the center position was just deserted. Like, you know, like those centers really worthy of. DeAndre Jordan had started a fucking all-star game. Like, that's how bad the center position was. No offense to DeAndre Jordan. He was good at a time, but starting in an all-star game is crazy. Um, so there was that. <clears throat> and now, with the social media age, a lot of people are trying to campaign for like, oh, this position is basketball. Just let the best five players go. And I'm like, no. Like, y'all are trying to change the game entirely too much and I know where you stand on it to an extent I don't think you want it to go positionless I just feel like your position should be whoever you're guarding that's what your stance is right whoever you're capable of guarding like the the biggest guy you're like if you could be plugged in like Giannis for example he's not a center but he can guard both centers so I think he can can qualify as a center for all-star purposes. So, like, when I look at that East, I just accept that Giannis is the center in that starting lineup, if that makes sense. And I don't think that's an unfair thing to accept. I think you should be able to be voted in at a position if you have a significant amount of minutes played at that position this season. If Giannis has played the same amount of minutes at power forward as he has at center this season, he should be able to be nominated for both. I forget how fantasy does it. Like there, there's a threshold you have to have played at that position. Well, I, wait. Obviously, he is nominated for both because front court. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I mean, like for fantasy purposes, I know like if you have a player that's a shooting guard, small forward, or a power forward center, it's based on how many games they were slotted as that position, and if they fall below or above, move above that threshold, they lose the eligibility to qualify. I think. Um, and I don't know if it's based on minutes or starts uh, at that position, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's minutes at the position based in the, how the rotations play out. But with that said, um, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the front court thing. I think that if you're in a situation where a person who there's nobody that plays center that ends up starting, there should still be a slot reserved on the team as a whole for a center, not, not, not necessarily the starting lineup because that's kind of where teams are going to where that's the true centers. The guys that only play center are coming off the bench, 15, 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes at best, or are used in certain scenarios. There are not a lot of teams that start real centers anymore. I don't agree. Or that placed real centers, big minutes, I should say. Like teams might start them and only play them 20 minutes. When you say when you say that, 
when you say true centers, guys who just play center, you mean guys that don't play power forward at all either, right? Guys that do traditional center things, rebound and man to paint. Like those guys are not. Oh, you're talking about a play style. Yes. I don't agree there because I think there's different ways to play the center position and be a true center. Would you define Jokic as a true center? Yes. I would not. What would you define him as? A point center. Okay, that's fair. But that's also like we've never seen anything like that before. Like we've seen centers who can pass the ball. Right. Seeing a center bring the ball up the court and like literally run the offense. We've never seen anything like and that. And B does it too from time to time. Not like Jokic. Not he's not as as uh ball handling and passy as Jokic. Would you consider Embiid a true center? He's he's in that I wouldn't consider Hakeem a, a true center in that in that sense. Why not? Because they handled the ball. Like he he handled the ball. He he He's closer to what Giannis was. He's able to be a full-time center. He's able to play that position full-time. But when I think of leaving a slot for a center, it's always going to be that that's extra skilled guy. But then if you end up in a situation where there are no skilled guys and you're looking at just traditional centers, then that's where you get your DeAndre Jordan situation. But Hakeem had to paint on defense. Hakeem. Posted up on the block. On the I think we also have to look at it like if you're looking at it, whether you're a true center compared to how centers used to play, you're almost going to find none because play style is different now. It's kind of like if they made it a point, if they had a slot for a point guard instead of just guards. The point guard position isn't what it used to be. There's not, not a bunch of Stocktons running around. There's almost no Stocktons running around. So you're almost always going to have a certain archetype of guard, point guard that's going to get in. I and, think point guard position has changed, but guys are still point guards. Like, point guards do more now as opposed to, hey, you're here to set the table, run the floor, be a floor general. There were back in the day we saw guards. Hey, you got your point guard who can just score. You got your point guard who's just the floor general. Now we don't really see point guards who are just floor generals, or obviously point guards who just score, or guys who can make plays for others, but they're mainly scores. Would you say then the center position has changed in that regard? Yeah. Like, so centers are now asked to do more, but you still consider them. I say center position has changed in the aspect of you're not going to find them in the paint as much on the offense because of the way the offense is spread in the NBA now. You're going to find a lot of centers on the perimeter. You, uh, I think there are still, there's still a lot of rim protectors. I actually had a conversation like this with my cousin last year. I was like, centers are, there's still plenty rim protectors in the NBA that's still a part of the center position but as far as offense and centers being a part of the offense right has changed how would you define a center and and to to to, if you're gonna add the center back to the ballot like what defines a center in your in your mind I mean as far as the ballot goes I put it as far as minutes I'm not putting it as far as play style 
So most of Luka, the, all of Luka Doncic's minutes come at the point guard position. You're a point guard on the ballot. Nikola Jokic plays primarily center all the time. He does not play power forward. It's no reason to put him anywhere else on the ballot. Okay. Nikola Vucevic. It's no reason to put him anywhere else on the ballot. I'm not going off of play styles. I'm going off of the way you played your minutes. So Brandon Clark, center. Um, I'm trying to think. Steven Adams, Valanchunas. Jaron Jackson, man's the paint, but he's a power forward. Because he plays beside Steven Adams? Yes. Okay. So Steve Who Adams. is a true center? So whoever, whoever. I would want to see a list of that how see how pool deep that pool is i should say uh all-star talents that play center guys that are all-stars that play center for their team guys who have been all-stars all-star caliber guys like guys of like if you look at their stats you would think all-star when you look at their stats all-star contender if you will I mean, let's let's think about names. Obviously, you get the obvious ones out the way, like Jokic and B. Like Gobert was getting in; he's averaging like fourteen and twelve, shit like that. I think those are all star numbers, in my opinion. Okay. I know a lot of people say, "Hey, that's not flashy." Those are all star numbers. Okay. But yeah. do you? And that's where the problem lies: is that also you have to consider his defense. Voters I mean, aren't. That's that's where the problem came is because voters weren't. And so that's why they switched it because it was weird. It became weird. Like everybody wasn't voting by the same standards. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go back to that. Uh, it mm-hmm. makes it weird when one side votes in a center and the other side doesn't. But now they do this whole pool anyway. And this year, they've taken it a step further where they're not drafting the teams until the day of the All-Star game. That is interesting. I like that. It's going to make it interesting as far as the substitutions. I like it because they always say this is the greatest pickup game of all time. That's that's some pickup game shit. Like, there will be no plays. <laughs> there will be no plays. There's no, hey, this is our strategy for this game. There is... The, before the game, I want you. Give me him. Imagine like the day of the game and you're the last guy picked. That's going to be like with Gobert and uh, who was it? Was it James Harden? I think it came Yeah, because KD didn't want to pick James. He <laughs> was like, we need some size. Um, clearly, we don't have enough size. Or, was that a Shaq impersonation or, or uh, Giannis? Was it? No, it was LeBron. LeBron had to LeBron. Clip- LeBron the clipboard because that's that's classic. Like watching that live, oh my god! Like imagine KD doing that live, like and Gobert having to like walk over there. Like come on, man! Like walk over and grab a jersey or whatever. I need that. I need that. <laughs> I like the evolution of this because when it first started, they didn't even televise like the the pits for the first year because they worried about guys' feelings. And then the next year. You know, they started doing it, then they started doing it, and now we get it right before the game. I like this. I like this a lot. I like it a lot. So, question. Uh, I hate to do this on the spot because I didn't plan on even talking about this part, but 
do you have any guys that you want to see in the reserves that you don't think are locks to make it? I had a tweet. Um, I'm going to see if I can find it. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to see. I'm going to type in Josh and my name. I should be able to get it to come up. There we go. Uh, nope. Latest. Who's another? Oh. Here we go. All right. So I said, <clears throat> guys, I expect to get him in the West. Ja, Shy, Laurie, Sabonis, and Dame. Ja, Shy, Laurie, Sabonis, and Dame. Okay. How many reserve spots are there? I think it's seven. Okay. <clears throat> um, and then the last two spots I have between Fox, AD, and PG. I think Fox should get in. I want Fox to get in. It has to be Fox over AD and PG. It has to be. I it's think PG no way AD in. gets in. I think PG could get in. <clears throat> I think PG could get in just because, like, if you look at the standings right now, the Clippers are, like, five. And for them to not have a representative while a bunch of teams below them do is going to feel weird for the voters. Fuck being weird for the voters. The motherfucker, the motherfucker should have played. Like, I don't know but, how many games he missed, honestly. Let's find out. I'm on the Clippers roster right now. Paul George has played 36 games this year. So he missed 16 games. Yeah. That's less than Zion, ain't it? Yeah, that's less than Zion. That's tough. Um, so yeah, it sounds like you don't disagree with any of the ones I said should get in. No, I don't disagree at all. So then you said Fox. You don't think AD or PG will get in then? Or do you think one of them will get in? I don't think they will. Who do you have as the in the last spot then? Actually, ah. Like I'm looking, I can't think <laughs> of... There wouldn't be a set. Well, Jaron Jackson. I was about to say Jaron Jackson Jr. Like the guys leading for defensive player of the year. I don't see why not. Jaron Jackson, the only. Well, there's a debate on whether Ant should get in. I'm seeing now. And I I don't even consider it. I think last night they asked. I will put PG in over Ant. They asked Ant. You will put PG over Ant? Yeah. They asked Ant. I forget what he said. They said something about, you know, do you feel like you should get in over Fox or something like that? And he was like, I don't really care. I just want to make the playoffs. If I get in the playoffs, I'm good. Like, I don't care about the All-Star game. That's what he should say, but we know what he meant. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's, there, I can't – nobody for the Suns. Wood's not getting in. Nobody besides Steph should get in for Golden State. That's really all. That's it. Nobody on San Antonio or Houston is between. And Dane might not be a lock, honestly, but I feel like he yeah. should be. His votes were up there. And the players voted for him, too. I think I, I like to look at the players' votes to get a gauge. And are you going to ask about the East as well? Yeah. Um, there's you something go right into it. I ain't got to ask. Yeah, there's something I want to mention after we do the East then. Um, Embiid, obviously, a lock. Jalen, I think, is a lock. I think Harden's going to be a lock. And DeRozan is my other lock. 
Mm. You think DeMar DeRozan is a lock? I do. Based on the player votes. Okay. In the I media. See the player votes. The player in the media votes. <laughs> Let me, I can pull it up. Actually, I have it here, actually. I quote tweeted it. Uh, DeRozan finished fourth amongst players for a guard. So it was Jalen DeRozan Harden as far as the player votes. I'm going to say something controversial about a team that's in the playoffs in the East. I don't think Miami gets an all-star. So that's where I had my maybes. So I have five, four locks, one, two, three, four. We got three spots left. Bam or Jimmy could both get in. Or neither one. And I wouldn't be surprised or mad either way. Somebody deserves to get in that I haven't heard you say yet. Um, so I'm going to tell you the where they finished amongst the player votes. So Bam finished fifth for the front court on player votes, which he was, and Jimmy finished seventh. Bam or Jimmy finished uh, one, two, three, fifth amongst the media. Or hold on, yeah, fifth amongst the media, and Bam finished fifth amongst the media, tied like tied. Like every everybody that wasn't top four finished fifth in the East. Uh, the other maybes I have are Siakam, Halliburton, and Darius Garland. Halliburton was the guy. You think he's lock? No, but I think he needs to make it. You think he needs to make it? Let me look at where his votes ended up. I mean, if DeRozan is a lock, why is it Halliburton? So Halliburton didn't get to play the love from the players. He finished sixth, so he's behind uh, Harden, DeRozan. Obviously, he's behind Jalen. He finished third from the media, though. Which means he got more media votes than Kyrie. I don't know where the coaches are going to land on that. You mentioned Darius Garland. He finished sixth in the media votes. It's between him and Jalen Brunson for me. Brunson finished ninth amongst media and eighth amongst players. And I think Julius Randle. One of one of those Knicks players has to make it. Randall or Brunson, not have to, but Randall or Brunson should make it. I don't know why I made that face. Um, I was surprised at how low uh, Brunson finished. I was too, after you just said it. I was very surprised. And let me look at Randall. Randall also, he did finish. He was one of, one of the people tied amongst fifth for the media, but he was uh, 10th amongst the players. Now there's two players I have to mention. Hmm. Because they got absolutely no love from the players. And I think that this the player votes are important because it tells you if they if people like you and if they respect you. If your stats are undeniable and you still have a low player vote, nobody fucks with you or respect you. I think I know one of these players you're about to say, but I'll wait till after. (laughs) The first one I'm gonna mention, I'm gonna start from the bottom. Kyle Kuzma finished 16th. Amongst front court players for the All Star game, wow. like he's he voted he was voted lower than people that aren't even showing on the ballot. Why would you expect Kyle Kuzma? He was fifth amongst the media, or he was one of those people tied for fifth amongst the media and seventh amongst <laughs> the fans. Did you expect him to get more votes? Sixteenth amongst players for the front court. 
16th in the East. Crazy. That was very low. Nobody likes him. He's, his numbers are up there. His numbers are justifiable. But the players don't respect him. <clears throat> the other one is probably the one you were thinking, Trey Young. That's the one I was thinking. He finished 12th amongst the player votes. In guards? 12th in guards in the East. Damn. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. Jalen Brown's not. Is Jalen Brown qualified as a guard? Yes. Okay. Jalen Brown, Harden, Kyrie, Darius Garland, Tyrese Halliburton. Donovan. Huh? Donovan. Donovan. Okay, let me start over because I forgot where I landed. Okay. I'm going down the list of standards. I was going down standards and I skipped some teams. Okay. Gotcha. Jalen Brown. Yeah. James Harden. Mm -hmm. Kyrie. Mm -hmm. Donovan. Darius Garland. Jalen Brunson. I'm assuming no guard from Miami finished over him, right? Yeah. Well, hold on. Oh, no. He's not listed as a guard. So, no. Okay. Well, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six. They only listed 10, so there's two people that finished ahead of him that aren't listed. Oh, 11 and... Wait, what? He finished 12th. He finished 12th. They only show 10 players here. They show him because he finished higher amongst other the other two categories. So there's one person above him that's not shown. Two. He shouldn't be shown if they only listed the top 10 for players. I'm looking at the entire ballot. So they show the top 10 amongst the weighted score. That's player, fan, and media vote. I can only see his player vote because he finished fifth in fan vote and sixth in media. That's what boosted him up. So he, overall, he finished one, two, three, four, five. He finished seventh. So he's number seven on his list. But he finished 12th in player vote. But his player vote rank was 12th amongst the players. Yes. Okay. So there's two dudes who got more player votes than him that are not showing up. Okay. Tyrese Halliburton. Um, DeMar DeRozan is not a guard. They have him listed as a guard. They have him listed as a guard? Yeah, he finished fourth. That's fucking dumb, but all right. And Um, that's where it comes down to respect. The players respect him. He finished fourth amongst the players. That was the highest he was in any of the other I just think it's dumb that he's listed as a guard. Depends on how they're playing him. I haven't watched a lot of their Bulls. Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, it's shocking to see Trey Young finish that low. I'm trying to – I wish I could – I should try to find the player ballot, but – Kyrie, Donovan, Jalen, Harden, Halliburton, DeRozan, LaMelo, Garland, Brunson, all ahead of them. Those are the other nine on this list. So there's two other guys besides these ones that were ahead of them. Somebody asked me if I thought Trey had a chance. I said, based on this, I don't think so. Nah. I mean, I didn't think he had a chance anyway. But Here's some fun ones from the the West. Uh, Russell Westbrook. 18th amongst the players. Sixth amongst the fans. Five. He finished with the five amongst media. Clay Thompson was 25th amongst the players. That's not a surprise. Fifth amongst fans and media. Or tied for fifth, I guess, with the media. 
because he ain't really did shit. So, yeah, not surprised by Clay, but it was just funny to see those numbers on the sheet. Trey getting in would be funny because he's potentially going to get voted pick last. I mean, based off of the player voting, yeah, he would definitely get picked last. I mean, one of the people that voted for him could have been <laughs> the captains. Man, oh, man. All right. Um, it's going to be fun. I'm going to be not in Thursday to see who the reserves are. It's always more exciting to see the reserves get announced because there's usually surprises. The starters are usually like, you know, who's going to start for the most part. So uh, that's definitely going to be exciting. Um, But uh, one final thing before we take a break and move on to the the final segments. Uh, Bitter the Tweets is talking. A Tweets is talking segment, but very short. I don't have much to say on the matter. I just wanted to mention it. Rui Hachimura was traded to the Los Angeles Lakers earlier this week. <laughs> traded, to the, traded to the Los Angeles Lakers earlier this week for a bag of chips and two packs of M&Ms. Um, and when people saw the return that the Wizards got, everybody was like, oh, the Mavericks couldn't do that. Why couldn't you do this? Why couldn't you do that? It's not that easy. This is not 2K. This, this is not, oh, that team did it, so we could have did it. There's, there's negotiations. The Mavericks had to be interested. If you're thinking, man, why weren't the Mavs interested? <clears throat> That's different. You also have to consider maybe the Mavericks have players that the Wizards are interested in, which means the Mavericks will have to give up players, whereas the Lakers don't because the Lakers have no players the Wizards are interested in. Therefore, they only got three second-round picks and Kendrick Nunn, who was cooked. I just, I just want to say this, this trade that when is the trade deadline? The ninth, I believe. Okay, leading up to the trade deadline and on the trade deadline, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. A lot of people, a lot of trade. Well, not a lot of trades, but some trades are going to happen where you say, "Man, Mav should have got in on that." Front office is trash. Do I disagree that the front office is trash? No, but um, I just want y'all to relax. Don't expect much. Because we know how this team does at the trade deadline, okay? With that being said, we'll be right back after a word. I don't, I don't get to talk about the tweets talk. Oh, my fault. Go ahead. I ain't, you was gone, and I ain't think you had nothing to say. So, nah. Um, I, I did want to add that uh, I made the bet the other day on one of the recaps. Can't, well, I guess it was after the Wizards game that the Mavs were going to make a move. Yeah. Um, twenty dollars. Had several people reply. I'll lay it out again, actually, in case you don't listen to the recaps. So basically, I I I put money up, put cash up that the Mavs would make a move. Everything seems to lean towards them doing something, and I said they would make a move, and not just like some some JJ Reddick type stuff, but a move to where we'll get somebody that's going to actually play minutes when they get here. Um. I put $20 up. I said, if you disagree at me on the timeline, or if you want to DM me on Instagram, whatever, send me a message somehow, some way. 
to say, I don't believe in Mark Cuban. I don't believe in Nico Harrison. They're not making no moves. Something along those lines. Make it clear what you're talking about. I'll put you in the pool for the $20 if they don't make one of these moves. Uh, the other day before the Suns game, I was on TGK, the Garcia kid on Twitter. Uh, I was on his his uh, pregame on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe and all that good stuff to the homie uh, at the Garcia kid at TGK TV on uh, on YouTube. And he said he'll match that $20 if if nothing happens. So it's now a $40 pool. Get your name in. Uh, I already got some people who responded. I sent, I like the tweets to acknowledge them. And then I emailed them to us on the show page. I'm going to put the names in a hat. I'm going to pull the names. And somebody's getting $40 if Mark Cuban and Nico Harrison prove us right that they don't know what the hell they're doing and don't make any moves at this deadline. Um, yeah, that's all I wanted to add. Okay. All right. Y'all heard the man. You want to win some money? Add your name to the pool. Don't be scared. Y'all know how this front office works. Maybe they'll surprise themselves. You never know. Uh, with that being said, we'll be back with the final segments after word from our sponsor. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. I take advantage of these same-game parlays a lot. I'll take some money. Usually, I don't bet big. Usually I'll bet $10, but for a same game, no sweat parlay, I'll take about $25, I'll take about $50. Do a nice small parlay. If it hits, I get my money, I win big. If not, I get $50 in free bets to try again on something else. Download the app now and sign up with the code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back after that DraftKings Sportsbook sponsorship message. You know what it is now, time for our closing segments. Usually it includes the Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week and the Weekly Forecast. But as you know, we now have a fantasy league as well, which we do rundowns on at the end or beginning of every week. So, scoreboard matchups for this week. First up is me, the guy who last week defeated Shieko without even setting lineups. Um, shout out to the homie. Sorry, I had to throw that stray away. Um, but I lost this week. Uh, I think it's clear that I lost this week. Actually, let me see. Um, nah, I don't have a chance. Um, oh shit, I am currently down one thousand and twenty-five points to nine hundred and eighty-one. 
I have two players playing today, Norman Powell and Paul George. Um, and he has Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis, Grayson Allen, Jalen Smith, Santi Aldama, and Zaire Williams. I am cooked. So KT, ain't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Girl, you know it's Drew. Yeah, Terry Rozier and P.J. Washington went dumb. It's funny listening to people say they don't want P.J. Washington and then seeing him put up 27, 6, and 5 tonight. But, you know, continue. With that being said. How many Mavs players are capable of that stat line, by the way? Luca, Spencer. What's the stat line again? 27, 6, and 5 with three threes made, actually, to be more specific. I would say Christian Wood is capable of. Christian Wood is the third. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Just want to make sure. I'm I not- can't I can't see Josh Green scoring 26 points. No. I think he's he came close. He was in the 20s at least once, but, like, the 6 and 5 is crazy <laughs> for him. Like, if he's scoring, that's all he did. That means <laughs> he did pass. Well, Next game, Oklahoma City, OKC Sean is defeating, well, defeated. Boys don't Kawhi, 895 to 419. He's giving up. The, guy, the guy's throwing in the towel. KD and Zion are both hurt, so. Yeah, that's true. He's probably demoralized a little bit. I would be too. SJ's children, who was 10 and 4 on a two game win streak, is looking to extend and might do such. Against Watch the Throne, who was eleven and three and on a two-game win streak as well, twelve hundred and twenty-eight to eleven hundred and sixty-three. What does the matchup look like today? Uh, Watch the Throne has already had Mason Plumley play, gave him twelve points. He has Zubot. They have Zubots coming up. Dylan Brooks and CJ McCollum. While SJ has Darius Garland, Nick Batum, Dean Wade, and Larry Nance. I meant to pick up a two of them, so she she. I'm gonna be honest. I think Watch the Throne has a chance to come back. Her uh, her team looked kind of Anglo-Saxon now that I'm looking at it. Um, I ain't gonna say that's wrong because of the way this this league is set up, but it's just just interesting. So that'll be nice to keep an eye on. Next, creative team name is up on Team Wild Bill. 986 to 883. Creative team name is looking to snap a four-game losing streak. Next up, Viv's agenda. You're down right now. Josh Green is okay. X, 1180 to 1155. You still have a chance. So let's, let's, let's go over who y'all each have today. Josh Green is okay. Has Pat Connaughton, Aaron Neesmith, Evan Mobley, and Isaac Coro. Wow. For you, Mark Williams already put up. That is Mark Williams, right? Yeah. Mark Williams already put up 24 points. You have John Rant, Jaron Jackson, and Xavier Tillman left. All on the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, obviously, obviously, you have the edge here. I like my chances to make up the 25. Yeah, yeah. With with Ja alone. This is what I'm gonna tell you what my what I did. I made I played Josh Green twice this week on my team. Just to make a point. Wait, what? 
I started Josh Green in my lineups multiple times this week to make a point. I needed to beat him with Josh Green. I see. <laughs> I see. Mixed results. Mixed results. I, how did that work out? Like I, we're gonna find out at the end of the day. Um, he there were better players I could have had, but I said no. I'm leaving Josh Green in. He uh he had one game. Let me go find him. I can tell you exactly what he did. Actually, I should probably do it like this. He's somewhere in the 17 range. Where are you at? Uh, last seven days. Shit. Where you at? Where you at, Mr. Green? Mr. Green, man. He had 30 on against Washington, 22 against Phoenix, and 15 against Utah. Actually, I think I had him for all three games. Okay. So 30, 22, and 15, I'm not mad at it overall. Okay. But I need the dub, too. I need the dub. (laughs) Hopefully you get the dub. That'll make the whole Josh Green thing better. Because if you lose it, if you end up with an L this week, man, it's going to be tough. Uh, next game, Bay Area MFFL. It's looking to extend their win streak against the Balding Point, who is on a one-game losing streak, twelve hundred and thirteen to eleven hundred and thirty-one. This game is pretty much all but done. Team Coops smashing Toe B Mumaye, one thousand fifty-nine seven hundred and thirty-one. And finally, Freeport Islanders looking to bounce back from an embarrassing L last week to moi against probably injured. He's down right now, 1,296 to probably injured 1,358. Get it done, side. And I'm going to be honest, this, this is over. Jaco only has TJ McConnell, Buddy Hield, and Joe Ingles left. Mm. While Saab has Bam Adebayo, who gave him 39, Trey Murphy, Miles Turner, and Chris Middleton. Yeah. Not enough firepower to make up. Not enough firepower. So. Uh, they do have that, the playoff. They have the playoff odds now if you want to. Well, we know I'm not. They, they, you gotta, they, they got, they give you a one percent chance. Where is it? If you go to the standings, league, and then standings. Yeah, oh, I see. Playoff. Scroll to the far Playoff. right. Yeah. To be clear, the division winner gets in. I have one percent. That's that's. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh. It's only the division winners get in, and then every other spot is a wild card. So potentially you could have it to where five or more teams come from one side, which it looks like five, at least five will come from my side. Um, the balding point has a 100% chance of making it along with Watch the Throne since they are tied right now. Um, Team Coops and SJ's children, both at 99, Bay Area MFFL at 97. You are at a 54% chance. It's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good. Yeah, I feel good about my chances. I feel good, especially if I get this dub. Well, we'll see when we come back next week to see what the results were. Uh, But 
let's move on into our our, our extra closing segments. Um, the Mavs Outsiders, unsung hero of the week. Goals two. Dorian Finney Smith. Man deserved it this week. Dallas Mavericks only went one and two this week, but he stepped up. Even in losses, two big games. Against the Washington Wizards, putting up 12 points, five rebounds, two threes, four points. I'm at four, four field goals. Two assists against the Phoenix Suns in a victory much needed without one Luka Doncic. He shot seven for 16, three for 10 from three, 12 rebounds and 18 points. First double-double of the season. Followed it up Saturday night against the Utah Jazz with nine rebounds, four assists and 11 points. So shout out to Dorian Finney-Smith for winning the Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the week. Speaking of weeks, let's move on to this upcoming week. And there's only one person who can tell us about the upcoming week. And that's Weatherman Babes. Hi, Reese. It's your boy, Weatherman Bibbs here. <laughs> it's actually rainy down here in South Carolina. How's the weather up north? Uh, the weather up is it's pretty up and down. Uh, Chilly some days, warm some days, rainy others, you know. Sounds like every fucking place ever. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Uh, it is time for that weekly forecast. Uh, we're going to pull up the menu, or should I say the, the agenda, the schedule, whatever you want to call it. Pull it up. What's coming up for the Dallas Mavericks? The Mavericks have slipped into the play-in range. <laughs> Not a very fun time if you're in Maverick land checking the standings. Uh, the Mavericks currently sitting at eighth. In the West, not very fun. They're tied with the Phoenix Suns, who are ninth, as well as the Golden State Warriors, who are also tied all eight and a half games back in first place. Now, what's on the schedule first on Monday? (laughs) We're playing the Detroit Pistons at home. Should be an easy game, you would think, but nothing's easy squeezy in the Big Deezy. (laughs) <laughs> you feel me? Uh, Luka Doncic has not been cleared yet. Will he play? Will they see it as another opportunity to rest him? We will find out. Christian Wood also expected to be out for this game. They said he they extended him for a week late this past week, so that means he won't be playing in this game either. More fun to be had in Dallas. Moving on, we do get a couple of days off in the middle of the week before Thursday. We welcome the New Orleans Pelicans. Trying to give them hell again. Uh, They're going to be playing with CJ McCollum. Brandon Ingram is now being worked back into the fold. They're currently sitting at the fifth spot, but they're only a half game up on us. So if we take care of things against Detroit, we could potentially be looking at getting back into the middle of the pack against the New Orleans Pelicans. The the middle of the flock, maybe? Is that the the Pelicans flock? Anyway, Luka Doncic, I would expect, will be back for that game at least. And there's the potential that Christian Wood could be back as well. Could be a good time to get him back. Whether or not that occurs, they will be going to San Francisco to play the Golden State Warriors. That's right, folks. 
Golden State Warriors and Pelicans on our schedule. Two teams that are currently ahead of us by less than a half a game. This is going to be a big week for the standings. If we lose all three of these games, there's a potential that we are out of the play-in. If we win all three games, there's a potential we're top four in the West. That's how big a swing we're looking at being able to take this week. Golden State Warriors dealing with some injuries and rest and things of that nature as well. They seem to be being just passed along as a team that's still a contender, despite the fact that they've struggled to render (laughs) some W's. Uh, But, you know, here we are. Big week for the Mavs and Mavs land in the last week before the trade deadline or last full week before the trade deadline, a team that's looking to make some moves allegedly. It's going to be a fun week, Reese. How you feeling? Feeling one and two again. Which one do you have as the win? The Detroit Pistons. Since we could get Wood and or Luca back this week, I want to say two on one. I'm going to say two on one. We better beat Detroit. And if we get Luca back at least, we should be able to beat one of those other teams as well. Should be. I think we lose to the Warriors. Okay. At home. Like on us on the road, them at home. Um, well, yeah, they dominate at home, don't they? Yeah. They've been trash on the road. Uh, I think the Pelicans game will depend on if we get our guys back, but yeah, man, I I ain't feeling I ain't feeling too good about this week. the The timeline is going to be toxic if we fall out of the play. Toxic does not even begin to do it. You know, I've been making jokes. I did. A, I joked when Luca went down. I I, I dropped the tank, Jeff. <laughs> um, but I wasn't serious. However, if we lose all three games this week. There's going to be some serious tank tweets all the time. There's going to be nothing but tank tweets on the timeline. Right. Everybody's going to be all in on getting rid of every, all, that, all the old players for assets, and we're going to be in full tank mode. Um, there was speculation that the Mavs asked, as part of the potential Reggie Bullock Cam Reddish swap, that the Mavs might ask them to remove the protections on the deal and that the Knicks are holding the trade up because they don't want to do that. Is that possible to do that? Yes. Okay. Um, the speculation would be that they would be trying to do that because they might have a deal for somebody else where they would then be able to trade either the 23 and 25 picks to get somebody or the 24 and 20. I mean, not the 23, but the uh, the 24 and 26. Hold on. No, they would be able to get to the 25. So if they remove the protection, that means the Mavs can trade our future picks. We could trade our earlier picks. Right now, the earliest we could trade is 27. If they remove the protections, the earliest we could trade is 25. Because you can't trade picks in consecutive years. Well, you can do it at once. Say what? You can do it like all in one trade at once. You, regardless, you can't trade picks in consecutive years. You, sure? you, can do a, you can do a pick swap 
but oh. you still have a pick in that scenario. Okay. So like we could do a 25, 27, and then a pick swap in 26. Okay. But that way we're still, we still have a pick in 26. The, the goal would be that a team doesn't put themselves in a position where they don't have a draft pick for like five straight years or something like right. that. Um, although the result is that a team like the Mavericks ends up in a situation where we can't do trades <laughs> and we don't really care about the draft picks. So, all right. Well, I mean, I, I don't have Twitter anymore, so I technically don't have to deal with the toxic Twitter timeline unless I'm on the, the Mavs page, but you know. Even then, it's it's limited. But yeah, not looking forward to us falling out of the play at all. So you think that's going to happen? I'm not saying it like it's a given. I'm just saying if it happens, that's not something I'm I'm looking forward to. But yeah, cause... even though the West is so tight, we could win two more games and like be right back in. <clears throat> it's really weird. I hope. Somebody brought this up, and I won't keep us on here too much longer, but uh, the idea of OKC going for OG or something like that, um, I think they should take an opportunity. They got 30 draft picks that they can't all use. I think it would be a perfect time to send two draft picks, three draft picks out, and get some talent to help your all-star compete. Um now, if you want to stay in the the Wimbanyana sweepstakes, I understand that as well. I don't think they should disrupt anything they're doing. But I don't think that's necessary for them. Like if they feel like if they feel good about Shy, they feel good about uh Giddy, if they feel like there's a guy out there that fits them now and into the future, then they should go for it and not put that off because you don't know when that next guy is gonna come up. I think they should leave it alone. Don't go after OG. Don't don't make any kind of moves. It's not necessary. Okay. But um, I guess with that being said, we'll we'll see y'all tomorrow for the post game recap for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, keep y'all sanity this week, man. That's all I can say. Y'all never listen, but you know I'm gonna keep saying it. Uh, any any departing words? Um, stay posted for the Have You Seen podcast. I should have some some more reviews coming out of it. I put one out last week. I'm gonna be doing more like that, where it's just me. And bibscorner.com. I'm gonna start having some write ups, and probably some Mavs Outsiders write ups too. So glad you mentioned that. This week on the upcoming this week on the Mod of Freeze podcast, me, Javon, and Derek will be picking our finalists our personal finalists for the nfl hall of fame class of 2020 whatever class this is this year um out of the pool if you're familiar with the pool the guys who are finalists this year nominated to be finalists it's deep it's a lot of it's a lot of guys and guys that we grew up on as well so we're going to be choosing i think like five or six guys out of the pool each so tune in for that That'll be out Thursday or Friday, uh, depending on how the schedules work. But, yeah, with that being said, we'll highlight y'all tomorrow for the post-game recap. Peace. Peace.